Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan gives it to Royce, kicks it back up to Ingles, rotates to Bogdanovich, right corner three is good. Now they're just having fun. Jazz working at the top, Clarkson's got Strauss on him. Clarkson thinks, wait, this is not this is much easier than Jimmy Butler. Works to the right side for a three and hit. Ingles will come back up top, gives to Bogdanovich, he works the dribble, fires the three. Got it! Oh, bogey! And a double fist pump from bogey going back the other way. That's highlights from the last time the Jazz played the Heat. The Jazz are in Miami tonight. Tip-off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game show starts at 5. Heat have been up and down, PK. Obviously, they're in the NBA Finals a year ago, and obviously they've had to play stretches this year without their guys, so their record isn't great, 15-17. and 17. Although in the East, it puts them right on the fringe of the playoffs. They get a little streak going here. They're going to be in, in good shape. So the question is, can they get a streak going? They win four, they lose three, they win four, they... Now what? I don't know. I don't care about the Heat. I just care about the Jazz. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling, guys. 22-2. and two. Keep it rolling. Yeah. NBA has formally opened an investigation into Dennis Lindsay and the alleged bigoted comments made to him. Uh, former Jazz guard Elijah Millsap with the allegations. Jazz said they're cooperating with the league. The probe will include the sharing of detailed notes taken in the April 2015 meeting that was attended by Millsap and three Jazz officials, according to reports. ESPN reporting that uh, the notes can't be altered. Uh, forensically, you can tell if they've gone in and the, you know they've been altered. And I guess Elijah's or Elijah's people, either one, would say, "Well, would you write that down in your notes, though?" I, I don't know if this is going to change the he said, he said nature of this. Me either. Justin Zanuck, also reportedly the other jazz official in the room, would have been Dennis Lindsay and Quinn, who Elijah identified, but then ESPN had a story saying that uh, Justin Zanuck was in the room as well. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. That was a weird-looking end to the Nuggets game, PK. A fast break to win a game is unusual, although we've seen it. But then everybody on the break pulling up, and it was four-on-one, and everybody pulls up on the three-point line. Nobody wants to drive for a layup or dunk to tie the game, maybe force free throws that could tie the game, maybe get a three-point play to win the game. Everybody pulls up on the three-point line, and the three's no good. It's a weird-looking finish. Pretty sure I haven't seen that before. Oh, that's the way we play today, though. Yep. True story. And it, it was telling that uh, Jamal Murray is the one who's like, why did Jamal take the three? But it is the way, as you say, we play today because all four guys made the same decision. Nobody went to the hoop. Everybody pulled up on the line. Well, you can't expect somebody to do something differently Different. when they're basically trained to do this. Right. Yeah, you basically you go to the hoop if there's nobody between you and the bucket. But other than that, you, you pull up on the three-point line. The Clippers got blown out. Grizzlies 122-94. to Memphis just crushing L.A. And you check the box score and everybody played. I was waiting to see, okay, who missed the game that I didn't hear about. Luke Kennard missed it. Quit dissing no, Luke Kennard. I am dissing Luke Kennard. He's in the rotation. Kawhi Leonard played. 
Paul George played, and those guys both really, really struggled to score it in this game. As did the Clippers well, as a team, finishing on 94, obviously. Yeah, I understand that, but that's the essence of the NBA. In any given game, these things can happen. Bucks beat the Pelicans, 129-125. Giannis had 38 in that one. and The Nets keep rolling. They blow out Orlando, who the Jazz are going to see Saturday. The Nets blow out Orlando, 129-92. Kyrie had 27 points and 9 assists. So... Minnesota Timberwolves guard Malik Beasley suspended for 12 games without pay in the wake of pleading guilty to a felony count of threats of violence as a result of a September incident. The NBA announced all this yesterday. He's going to be able to return March 27th. The suspension will cost him $1.1 million. So what was the threats of violence? What was the circumstance? I don't know that. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. We're not letting COVID take another tournament away from us. It's just, it's just, it can't happen. Um, and so, you know, I think as the season gone on, we've got increasingly cautious and uh, we'll continue to be increasingly cautious and, and, and we're super prayerful and, and we're super hopeful that that, that doesn't happen because these guys, you know, these guys have worked really, really hard and sacrificed an awful lot for each other. So we're going to continue to be careful. That's BYU coach Mark Pope after BYU beats USF 79-73. Alex Barcella having a huge game. Career-high 29.7 of 7 from the three-point line. And BYU holding off the Dons to improve to 9-3 in league. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, the same week here locally, we had a, a Cougar and a Jazzer go 7-for-7 seven seven at the three-point line. That's interesting. That's the way we play now, as you just said a couple of minutes ago. But I mean, both of them, not, not six or seven, not, not eight of eight. Yeah, right, not seven for eight, but and seven for seven. Both of them among the all-time marks in, for both teams because Barcelo's the most makes without a miss from beyond the arc in BYU men's history. But because it is the way we play right now, we all wonder how long these records are going to stand. Not very long. Next month, next year, it just feels tomorrow. at some point. Tomorrow, man, yeah. You never know, but at some point. And it could be that same guy who breaks his own record. You don't know. We just don't. The Utes, that was bad, PK. They got blown out by UCLA, 76-61. It was 22-all. They were playing fine, and then they were down by 20. Boom. Yeah, a little bit of run there by the Bruins at the end of the first half, and then a huge run to open the second Second half, half. and that was it. Yep. And the Utes uh, getting lost on defense, two guys going with one guy, and nobody staying with the ball and the shooter, and... Giving up dunks, as Larry said, our defense wasn't good at the point of attack. Guys getting beat up. Yeah, I thought it was a lackluster effort, lack of heart, lack of everything. And the program's got so many problems. Where do you begin? They're 6-10 in conference now, 9-11 overall. And they got USC coming in, 6 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN2. USC and UCLA going back and forth trying to win the conference title. It may well come down to their head-to-head game at the end of the year. But uh, you got to figure USC's coming in looking to bury... Bury Utah tomorrow. Trojans did lose to Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, they lost to Colorado. Colorado put it on them pretty good. Weaver State beats Sac State. Same two teams play again tomorrow at noon. Southern Utah faces Northern Arizona. Your Lumberjacks in Flagstaff tonight at 5 o'clock. And then they'll turn around and play on the weekend as well. And Scotty G's got the Aggies in Nevada. Big games tonight and Sunday. Tip-off at 7 o'clock tonight on FS1. Aggies coming off those losses to Boise State, PK, they cannot afford to slip up again. Those losses could move them to the bubble, but getting beat by Nevada could be a real problem. 
Ah, uh, yeah, obviously, I agree. Nevada's nine and five in conference. Utah State's eleven and four. Nevada's not a bad ball club, so nope. it's not going to be a walking apart right. by any stretch. They're both fourteen and seven overall, and then the uh, the Aggies are a game and a half in Nevada, in the con- and a game and a half in front of them in the conference race. Scotty G will have the call six thirty for the pregame, seven o'clock for first tip on twelve eighty the zone tonight, and the Jazz game will be on ninety seven five the zone with David Locke on the call. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. All right, here's a new trade on a new uh, new spin on. I requested a trade. I didn't request a trade. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Relationship with the franchise not good. It's strained, according to reports. And he has not formally requested a trade. However, his agent Mark Rogers did tell Adam Schefter that Wilson would like to remain in Seattle. But he would also be okay with trades to the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, and the Bears. So usually you just say, I want out, and I'll waive my no-trade clause for these teams. And he's saying, I'm willing to stay, but I'm also willing to go to these teams. Inching, so he has a no-trade clause? Inching down the road, yeah. it's That's what I've heard, yes. But it's been reported, what I've read. So, so these are the only teams he'd be willing to go to. Yeah, an interesting selection of teams. I don't see to replace Drew Brees. Uh, the other stuff, I'm not sure. There's got to be some reasons why the other three teams were listed. The Saints, I absolutely get. The Bears, I absolutely don't. It seems like, to me, the Bears are further away, don't have the offensive pieces. And then the Raiders and Cowboys are in between. They have some of the pieces, and you know his quarterback play could elevate them. Yeah, I think he's better than any of the quarterbacks, assuming Drew Brees steps aside. And even right now, I, get, I would put Russell ahead of Brees. Yeah. So I think he would elevate every one of those teams. Yeah, I just don't know that the Bears are close enough that him elevating them would be that good a deal. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson met with the new head coach David Coley Friday but still wants to be traded, has no interest in suiting up for the franchise again. I think this stalemate goes on for a while. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And uh, other quarterbacks waiting to move, I think, have to wait for these top guys. You know, what's going to happen with Watson and Wilson? And then it'll trickle down to some of the other moves. We'll see if the... Well, I think the draft is in there, too. Yeah, you're right. The draft is in there, too. That's absolutely right about that. And and we'll see if the log jam breaks. If other teams start thinking, hey, I can't get this guy, so I'm going to go, you know, find a backup. I think Marcus Mariota's been a, a guy who, hey, maybe you should take a chance on him as a starter. And But you want to do that if you still have a shot, if you think you have a shot at Wilson and Watson. So how long do you wait, though? DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. College football games this weekend, PK. It's going to be odd. FCS action, the big sky. Weber State at Idaho State. Southern Utah at Northern Arizona. Trailblazers at Dixie State playing their first game at the FCS level. Tarleton State. They'll eventually be uh, in the WAC together as the WAC restarts football. Well, it's that time of year. It really isn't. <laughs> Late February. But that was nice. I like that. Oh, and then we have that other thing that you guys were all excited about. The Alliance, of American, the Alliance of American Football. The Salt Lake Your boy Stallions. Dave Fox was going to be their announcer and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Full steed ahead. If I heard that once, I heard it more. <laughs> Full steed ahead. Was it six games, Jacques? How many did they play? Maybe eight? Somewhere in there. I don't know. And then they were gone. Yes, it is. It's not the first time we've had spring football. It's just the first time we've had spring college football. 
Second game's already been rescheduled. Cal Poly's got issues, so they had two bye weeks built into the schedule, and Cal Poly has moved their first two games. So for Weber State, they filled up their second bye week with Cal Poly. So they'll play this game, and then they'll have two, two weeks to get ready for their home opener. University of Texas System Regents approved a six-year, $34.2 million guaranteed contract for Steve Sarkeesian. And Sark's assistant pool is $21 million in guaranteed contracts. So he's going to have three assistants making $1 million or more annually. And we should know by now that college football is an arms race, but this just underscores it a couple times, adds a couple exclamation points to the NPK. Multiple million dollar assistance. And in a couple years, three is going to seem like a small number, isn't it? At first, it was just an offense coordinator, a defense coordinator, maybe both. Now he's got three. It seems like only a matter of time until it'll be four and five. Yeah, I think if, that if I was a college football player, I would try my best to go into coaching because you're probably going to make more money. It's a, you know, you're going to be risking it, too, because you have to move around a lot. But if you're willing to do that, financial benefits can be very, very good. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Uh, I just smile because I know the greatness of LeBron. I know the greatness of Mahomes and uh, the big things that are winners. There's a lot of things I still need to accomplish to be even close to those guys. But I feel like the main thing is going to be winning. I'm looking forward to that challenge. I'm looking forward to be, you know, stay next to them. It's not about this year and, you know, how they're mentioning. It's going to be how, how they show, especially LeBron. LeBron, they show it every year, and that's going to be the big thing for me, showing it every year. That's the Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. there on being compared to other big stars in other big leagues. Saying all the right things, PK. Can he make it happen? Baseball's a tricky sport to win every year because you don't control that much of the process. Oh, I don't think you have to win. What's your definition of win every year? Well, when he talks win every year and compares himself to LeBron, a deep playoff runs, winning championships a fair number of years, but you know, being in the finals when you're not, or you know, and you don't—he's his shortstop. He doesn't control how good the the pitching is, obviously. Mm, to an extent, he can help that though. Uh, but at the same time, every time there's a poll out there, who's the best baseball player? It comes back to Mike Trout, yeah. and he hasn't won a playoff game. Yep. I think for Tatis, the key is to find ways to stay healthy. He got injured in the first year. He plays a very aggressive style, and he's got to be smart on that as far as that goes and to make sure that he's picking his spots. You just When you're playing that many games, and it's not a contact sport, obviously, you know, except for a shortstop, it could be a contact for the ground or yeah. <laughs> running into outfielders. So you've got to make sure that you're smart on that. You don't put yourself in, and it's – it's due mainly at a hustle as I've watched him play. So he's got to pick his spots and pick his spots when not to dive and all that type of stuff. Don't don't slide headfirst into bags. Don't crash into catchers. Not supposed to be doing that anyway, although it happens sometimes. Philly star Bryce Harper telling reporters the National League East is a juggernaut of a division. He hasn't been to the playoffs since 2017. He told reporters, I think this is the best division in baseball. I don't think that's even a question. We have five teams that are really good. Vegas has the Phillies at 81 and a half wins on the over-under, which is actually very mediocre. But we'll see if they all come through. Vegas isn't 
necessarily analyzing the teams as much as they're analyzing teams and analyzing how people are going to throw money down on teams. Yeah, I think I would agree with him that it's the best division. Uh, assuming that uh, Washington's last season with the 60 games was something that not they had real. guys opt out and all that stuff. And and if you go back to the year before when they won it all, if they can regain uh, maybe not all of that form to win it all again. But you know, the Mets made a number of moves. Uh, Atlanta's good. Miami was pretty good in their short season last season. So I would say that. But, yeah, you got to get going now, man. You're 28 years old already, and you were brought in with the assumption and expectations, probably a better word, that you would help the Phillies win at a high level, and that's yet to happen. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, coming up in our next segment. Dan Devine, NBA writer for The Ringer, here to talk NBA hoops, jazz, and all-stars at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David Locke is coming up next. Stay with us.